What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Washington football team nation, what is going on? Week 15, Seattle, how you feeling, Todd? You know, I'm I'm super excited and then I'm super sad because week 15 means that there's only three weeks left <laughs> in the regular season. And, and oh gosh, I when like I forget how bad it is without football until it happens. Yeah. The season just goes so fast. But other than that, I'm feeling great. Tay, how are you feeling? I'm doing great, man. I'm just looking forward. I, I've I've had anxiety. Um, it's like I I'm so used to losing that it's like I kind of wish we weren't winning. But it's a weird situation because like I, now I want playoffs. Like it's it's like all I think about is Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. Right, Seahawks. right, right. So um, I'm feeling good, but I'm a little bit nervous. It's a big week. So okay, it is a big week. Um, and and for that reason, we we invited on someone who who we really like his work. And if you follow him, you do. If you don't, you're making a mistake. Nathan Coleman, um, you may know him also as at Jayhawk Chalk on Twitter. Nate, how are you doing, man? Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me on. You said three games left. Uh, what about when we win the division? That's a fourth game <laughs> right. and then a fifth game and a sixth game. It's Seven. like LeBron with those rings, man. We're just going to keep going. I See, and look, and you know what actually set you up? What you didn't know is I was giving you the alley and you just dropped the oop. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I was thinking that. I said, you know, I'm going to say three, but could it, it probably will be four. But um, thank you, Nate, for joining us, representing, I guess, full press coverage in this case. But if you don't follow, like I said, I've been following you for years, Nate. Uh, if you don't follow him, follow him on Twitter because he's a great follow. He he has a very balanced approach and, and unbiased but accurate take on all things Washington and just football. So that's why we enjoy you and talking to you and now having you on, Nate. Appreciate that. I, I try. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. It's it's. You would think it'd be easier to find, but it's really not. <laughs> so, um, before we get into the football, we do have something big, and also we have to bring you in for this too, Nate. Nate, you said before we started recording, you've been married for eight years now. I've nice. been married for two. Tay is about negative seven <laughs> months into his marriage, but. You uh, you have some big news to to share with us, Tay. I don't want to steal your spotlight. Yeah, what, so, what happened? So I got engaged. Uh, well, this was couple, insert, insert clapping sounds. Couple, <laughs> this was a couple of weeks ago when we decided to post it uh, yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, I was um in Seattle. She's in Washington, and I was actually in Seattle. So it's how fitting that we posted that yesterday. Right. <laughs> I, right. I posted that yesterday. <laughs> We happen to be playing Seattle this week. By the way, Seattle was a, a beautiful city. If anybody ever gets a chance to go there, I highly recommend it. They have jacuzzi boats. They have a beautiful city. It, it is just boats. They have yes, jacuzzi boats. It's, I'm trying to tell you. So you're like on the lake, and I think that's what you're on a lake, and you're in a boat, but in the boat is a jacuzzi, and you get to see the whole skyline of like Seattle, the the the, the needle and everything. It was. By that far, sounds the, incredible. Yeah, it was. You, it was you had me at you had me at jacuzzi there. It's like a lonely <laughs> island song or something. I'm on a boat, but in a jacuzzi. It was, <laughs> so, man, it was. Oh, it was. It was awesome. But yeah, if if anybody ever get a chance to go out there after we win, you know, this week, you know, hopefully <laughs> that will encourage more people to go out there. But it's a beautiful, beautiful city, beautiful state, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And trying to be up there with you guys. <laughs> trying so, to join the club. Trying yeah. to join the club. <laughs> like I said, two years for me, Nate, you're the resident expert. What's the best off the top of your head advice marriage for Tay? I mean, the, the big thing is, I mean, Tay talked about it, all he's been thinking about is Seattle. So instead of thinking about Seattle, there's sometimes where you got to <laughs> think about what she wants. And you already know that because you're still dating. So you still got to impress her a little bit. But right. if you can just put her thoughts above your own, like, you know, 20% of the time, you'll be golden. Like, for example, tonight, put my daughter to bed while my wife's working, did the laundry, did some dishes, cleaned up the best I could, had a white claw. I did all the things that are required of marriage. So. <laughs> Uh, so you prepared before. that's that's really good to hear to uh nate because it sounds like you'll get off of this and you won't be walking into a firestorm <laughs> no i'm not gonna like get hit with a with a broom or anything mid record so we'll be okay. <laughs> that's that's great advice tay i'd write that down if i were you also if you're listening <laughs> that's just great advice for anybody <laughs> um call me uh dr drew dr nate <laughs> you should uh you should uh create a separate twitter and and and, oh. and that can be your specialty yes. and you can the way you provide numbers for football you could provide numbers for marriage like oh, man. like six, six out of every 10 men go to bed without having gotten laid from their yeah. wives because they failed to put the dishes away like give us the the deep the in-depth numbers man yeah i'll be great until my wife gets on twitter and then i'll be in trouble <laughs> yeah, right 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 right, right. <laughs> oh that's funny stuff okay we're gonna talk football now because that's why we're all here um the first thing i want to discuss which is the most important thing is the quarterback position and it's it's specifically because we're going into a week with uncertainty because of alex smith's injury but i i have a feeling about what i think is going to happen so the question will be who do you think is starting this week i'm going to start myself i said it a couple days ago tay i'm gonna say it again i think I think Dwayne Haskins is going to end up starting. Uh, I just think that they're going to be 
aside from just being careful, I think they are going to be careful about Alex Smith's leg. But aside from that, uh, I just think that he may not actually be fully healed to be able to not only get the velocity he needs to throw the ball by Sunday, but move to be able to protect himself on Sunday. And I just, I don't see them throwing him out there. Not 100%. And I don't think it'll be, uh, Tay, you sent it to me, a doctor, uh, not doctor, pro football doc. <laughs> I mean, doctor. Yeah. yeah. But just talked about how, yeah. Yeah. And, and Tay, you watched the ESPN on Alex, Nate, you watched it. You watched, you saw the pictures. Oh, yeah. Right. So that's that's what he referenced in the video. And basically, I didn't I didn't I, I saw it once. I didn't watch it in the video. I was listening to the video. But he's basically saying that they took like a decent amount of his calf muscle. Like like there's actual muscle that was there that's not there. And so it'd be harder for it to heal. So that's why I think Dwayne gets to start this week, even if Alex theoretically could play. I think Dwayne's going to go. Um, Nate, I'll come to you. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think. Logan Thomas starts. Um, I tweeted about it and a lot of people were upset with me and I, I don't know why I, I don't know why like either. one for two on the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do think Haskins is going to start um, it, for me. It's about a, it's about re-injury. I mean, he, he's at a high chance of getting re-injured right. and you look at some of these really good organizations. They're very careful with their players. You think about the Packers with Devonte Adams, Adams could have played a lot sooner but because they have championship aspirations, they were careful with them. And maybe we don't have that luxury, but we still have to treat our players like more than assets. We have to treat them like, you know, uh, like a fine racing horse. You know, you got to keep that thing healthy right. if you want to be in it right. for the long run. So that's right. what we have to do. And, and you can see it. You could see it in the Steelers game, too, actually. Um, he doesn't have torque when he throws the ball. Yeah, He's not yeah. getting velocity. And if you don't have velocity, you're just – you saw the very first play of the game. You guys did a great job breaking that down in a few of your tweets. But there was a wide-open throwing lane. There was no one in the area. Terry McLaurin was wide open on a dig route across the field. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make that throw, I, Haskins can Haskins can throw it. I don't know if it'll be accurate, but he, right. he can at least, like, generate velocity. Yeah, yeah. That's never been an issue for Dwayne Haskins with the velocity. No. It's more of a problem on the other end of things. Also, uh, is that is that play getting called? Um. <laughs> <laughs> with Dwayne out there. No, yeah, it would there. be a run. It would be a run to Peyton Barber for two yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Tay, uh, Dwayne or Alex? Um, I, I, I like kind of what Nate said. Um, the, the training staff has been very good this year pertaining to keeping people out, you know, not rushing people back, just like I assume they're going to do with Antonio Gibson. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say Hassan starts, and I think not just this week. I'm going to say he starts next week as well. Okay. Wow. That was – man, there's going to be some people who are going to be upset to hear that. Uh, but I think we're all right. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I agree with you, and it was my choice too. Now, my follow-up question – Let's pick a random number. Um, uh, Tay, just give me a random number above 10. Right now, seven. It's above 10, sorry. Oh, above 10, 12. 12, okay. From on a scale of zero to 12, what is your confidence factor in Dwayne Haskins starting and playing well enough for you to win the game? And this is under the assumption that the defense plays well enough for you to win too, right? The defense is the strength. The offense is the issue. So zero to 12. What is your confidence level in Dwayne Haskins? Uh, I'm going to come to you first, Tay. Uh, <laughs> um, two. 
two. Yeah. Oof. If it was, if it was, if it was like the Jets or you know, I think it's mm, yes, I yes. think it's the opponent more so than him. I mean, that's a fair point. Um, uh, Nate. Yeah, so I would say like right now the spread is about five points or so. I'm yeah. big into spreads and implied totals and all that nerdy stuff. But okay. I would say when they find out that Haskins is starting, that number is gonna. <laughs> probably go up to six something like that yeah so so my confidence level would be about a five out of 12 okay um i he's basically just gonna have to be a game manager but i mean football is a volatile game you could have one of those crazy performances yeah come out of nowhere but the the big thing with this team that i i talk about all the time with the guys at fpc is for them to hit their ceiling they have to have a quarterback and a good offense so they can pin back their ears and do what they do best with, which is pass rush. Right. It's so right. Hard to pass rush when you're playing a negative game script and you, you don't know what the offense is going to do, but that's why like getting a quarterback is so important. People are worried about like overpaying, like the money's coming out of their bank account. Like, the first round draft pick is coming out of their bank account. I'm like, I don't care. Like do whatever uh, yeah. it takes. Yeah. Like I, I heard people legitimately on Twitter today and it's just Twitter I saw that, that were like serious about not wanting Dak Prescott because yeah. he's too expensive and he couldn't get it done in, in the playoffs. Like, are you serious? Like it is like QB wins is like a quarterback stat. Apparently like that's, that's all that matters, but I just quarterback is everything, man. I, I think Haskins like, you know, six out of 12. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, that was a long answer. No, 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 that's no, fine. dude. Take, seriously, take your time. Um, I saw that conversation about Dak. Um, you, since you're a, I'm terrible at remembering exactly what people said. I can remember the gist of what they said, but not verbatim. I forgot the exact thing you said a moment ago, but you are very much a quarterback priority guy. So we're going to have that conversation later on that episode, on this episode, for sure. Um, There was something else I wanted to say off of that, and I completely forgot what it was. So I'm going to go ahead to my answer. And my confidence level in Dwayne being able to lead this team to a win is probably, I'm going to go with a four. And it, a lot of it has to do with the opponent, Tay, because if you were to say my confidence level that Dwayne Haskins could lead them to score 14, maybe even 17 points, I'd go higher. I'd go with like a seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll need to score more to win. I think this defense is good. I know that the Giants held the Seahawks to 12 points. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen again, just because I, I think there's almost only so many times that that's happening. I don't think they're going to go off, but I, I think you'll need to score more than 14 or 17. So I'm at about a four confidence level. I, I So I talked about this, and Nate, I do a, a, a film breakdown of the quarterback play every week. And, 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 I, and I just, like, I'm not an expert, but I watch every, and I'm, I'm, a, okay, I'm an offensive guy. I love offense, and I'm specifically a passing game guy more so. So I watch every passing play back on the All-22 multiple times every week so you don't have to trust what i'm saying but that's because all that matters is passing i don't care about running i don't care about defense i don't don't care about special teams right right all i care about is passing okay all right cool all right cool tay's the defensive guy and it's good to have that balance Mm -hmm. yes but when uh when Dwayne came into the game they marched down the field in the third quarter they kicked a field goal and they marched down the field one because they were running the ball successfully there were a couple chunk runs in there but two you could tell that i so 
changing up the game plan doesn't necessarily mean changing everything that you're doing. Like instead of going West coast, we're doing air Coriel, which, you know, obviously is not something that happens mid game, but I'm just saying it's not always this drastic thing of, of principles and all that. It could just be our, our play sheet is this big and we're cutting it in half, right? It could just be, we can't call these plays now. We don't feel we can call them with Dwayne, but we could call them with Alex. When Dwayne came in that game, third and one, you got 13 yards to J.D. McKissick on just the easiest type of read. I tweeted it out. Uh, the next one was half field, just just high, low. And if it's there, throw it. The next one, it was, they were trying to get Logan Thomas wide open. He wasn't. Go to your check down. He missed that throw, was under some pressure. And then the last one was one that really should have been a touchdown, third and goal from the three, that really should have been a touchdown. <laughs> a highly debated play all day on Twitter today. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, but the, what I'm trying to say, I guess on that drive is they marched down the field one, because they had success running the ball, but two Dwayne had success because Scott Turner was calling plays that were, that were making it very easy for him. When that stopped happening, the offense stopped moving. When it became a little more complicated, that's when the offense struggled. So that's where my concern is with Dwayne. Cause if your first read's not there, that's when the issues kind of start to arise. And the first read's not always going to be there. So anyway, that's my even longer answer than Nate's answer on my confidence level for Dwayne Haskins. <clears throat> so let's move on to the rest of the game because there is more to talk about. Um, I asked you guys way too close to recording time about a new segment I wanted to try, which was just need to know a couple of things that listeners, people going into the game would, would need to know or would like to know just meaningful information. Nate, I know your numbers guy Tay threw it on you last second, but uh, I think we were able to come up with some stuff. So Tay, what is your first, and if it's your only one, that's fine, but what is your first need to know going into the Seahawks game about the Seahawks, right? Yeah. Well, the traveling to the East Coast, and that's huge. Mm, yeah. um, personally, going to a specific time and, and coming back, and I've been, I've been to Washington about a couple times for just three days, and the time difference kills me every single time. <laughs> and you have to consider that, that's going to play a huge factor into them coming up here um, on, on Sunday. And I just think that's important. In fact, that, that may pay a, play a big factor in the outcome of the game on Sunday, especially a one o'clock game. Yeah, no, that's actually, I, that's been my stance all season on this is, is they were my, yeah. Well, anyway, that's a good point. Um, okay. So I'm going to go next and then we'll go to you, Nate. Um, so they, they are – the Seahawks are, what, 9-4, and four, right? That's their record. I want to make sure I'm not getting that right. They have four losses. They've played 13 games, right? So they have to be – 9-4. and 9-4. and four. Uh, In their four losses – so Russell Wilson has thrown 12 interceptions on the year. The four losses, eight of them came in those four losses. He's also been sacked 40 times on the year, and 18 of those sacks came in those four losses. So with that, I mean, chicken or the egg, but it seems to me that pressure – turnovers is leading to a lesser play by Russell is leading to losses for the Seahawks. So two, uh, three fourths of his interceptions are coming. Wait, that's yeah. Three fourths of those interceptions are coming in losses and nearly half of his sacks are coming in losses. The sacks part, I think kind of tends to bode well a bit for uh, Washington, I would think. Right. Um, go ahead, Nate. 
Yeah. So I, after you asked me about this, I came up with like five of them. So <laughs> okay, I bet we go really fast. Okay. So <laughs> okay. The Seattle ranks like 30th in sack rate allowed, which is terrible, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Washington ranks in the top three in most any category you look at. So that's the first one. Okay. Second one, DK Metcalf. Do not leave him alone in, in single coverage. He is one mm-hmm. of the best receivers in single coverage all year. Top five. So I don't know if you have to be physical with him at the line, if you have to bracket him. He does like two things really well. He runs yeah. a nine and he can just grab the ball from any point in the air from the nine, or he runs like a hitch or a slant, you know? So yeah. I don't know if you have to double or you just have to be physical with him, which is hard because he's like a, a man child. I mean, he's huge. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay. That was two. Three. Yeah. Um, so uh, Seattle ranks 10th in ex- explosive plays. So that's passing and running any play greater than like 15 yards. I believe it is uh, Washington ranks first preventing that. So that's going to be a big, like, let's, let's see who can stop who. Um, yeah. And then what am I on fourth? So yeah. over the past five games, Ogan Thomas is going to be in a good position because Seattle has allowed the most air yards to tight ends in the past five games. That's a good one. And like if that. you don't know what air yards are, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's if you throw the ball, wherever the ball would stop for that target is an air yard. And mm-hmm. it's a predictive way of looking at targets and, and passing yards. Okay. Um, and then the fifth one. Um, okay. Fifth one. This is like getting way out there, but I had to look at it. So I wanted to look at a personnel groupings that Seattle struggles against. Um, okay. And, and what they struggle against is 10 personnel, which is four receivers and no tight end. Yeah. Washington doesn't run it at all, but uh, Seattle has had it 10% of the time. And that 10% of the time that teams have run, four receiver sets against Seattle teams have averaged over a 60% success rate, 8.3 yards per carry, a 104 QB rating. And uh, I mean, they've obliterated them. And that's why teams, wow. that's, they're the most targeted team for 10 personnel because of that. Interesting. But my thinking not to get off on a tangent, my thinking is if uh, Antonio Gandy golden comes back, what I'd like to see is golden in the slot and Cam Sims in the slot. And I'm talking like once in a great while, not all the time. Right, I'd right. like to see them in the slot on both sides and then two receivers out wide. And then I'd like to see them run the ball with that because you're guaranteed a light box and those two big blocking receivers. I'd like to see that, you know, like four or five times in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Well, no, That's no. <laughs> those are some those are some great neat to knows um I, so the last one there's there's two i want to talk about i have i think two more i want to say but i want to talk about your two first the last one i want to i'm going to be watching very closely now nate during that game on sunday to see if we see that 10 personnel grouping because you know they, they'll run you know 11 three they'll go three wide one tight end well you know they'll do that no problem but you're right no logan thomas in the field or no tight end at all. We haven't really seen that what at all this year. That'd so be I'm, great. It's I'm, like if you know they're throwing the ball and Logan Thomas is out there. To me, that's like a mismatch for for not for us for the defense because like he he's a vertical tight end. He can't yeah. separate quickly. Right, right, well, right. Might as well just get another receiver on there. You know, like that's kind of how I feel. Not that Thomas isn't bad. I mean, he's he's been a great value for us. But yes, but yeah, but he he has his limitations. Um, so I'm gonna be watching for that. And then if I see it, I'm tweeting, Hey, Nate called this. Um, I'm going to go to, there was, uh, I I always forget stuff. I I think I I need to go to the doctor, but, um, okay. I'm going to say these last two that I had. And then, uh, and then I want to ask you about, I think it was the second one you mentioned. Um, so the Seahawks defense we know has been struggling on the year, right? 
but the last five games, they're only giving up 16 points a game, 16.2 points a game. Now, you know, you'd say they've played the Giants, they've played the Jets, the Cardinals have been down a bit, they've played the Rams. So you could say, you could point to some of the teams they've played and say maybe that's why, but in the first eight weeks, they're giving up 30 points a game. So if nothing else, it at least indicates some level of improvement by the Seahawks defense to some degree. Um, and then just, I mean, they're scoring 30 points a game. So that's, you know, that's, uh, that's leading the league, right? Third, sorry, that's third in the league, th- 30 points a game. So that's if they score 30 points a game they've won the game as far as i'm concerned probably no kansas city where where i live i mean there's no chiefs yeah yeah no they're no chiefs right that's right um okay so the second one you read can you read that again because i'm pretty sure that's what it was i gotta i gotta think about that one um oh explosive plays yeah explosive plays that was defined as so so explosive plays greater than 15 yards so seattle ranks i think i said uh and and explosive plays and a lot of that is actually uh, – it's not with their receivers like you would think. Right. Uh, it's actually with their running backs, okay. um, which is interesting because Chris Carson has been hurt, Carlos Hyde has been yeah. hurt, and Rashad Penny hasn't played all year. So, like, they're, 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 their running backs aren't, like, anything special. I mean, they've been really efficient. But Washington is clamped down as far as explosive plays. They just don't allow a lot of them. But you always remember the ones they do have, and that's kind of your – recency bias you know you remember the james washington touchdown against the steelers right right that's and that's kind of what i wanted to ask i guess i wanted to know what yardage that was defined as because washington had and i don't i don't know have the most recent stats within the last few weeks but they'd given up i want to say it was 12 or so a couple weeks ago 12 plays or whatever was the most plays of 40 or 50 or more yards of any team right it was it was like 12 of 40 or something or 12 of 50 plus something like that um but then for you to just now say that they've given up, that they are number one in terms of limiting explosive plays, my question with them going on the season and all the big plays, we remember against the Cardinals, we remember against the Rams, right? We remember against the Eagles week one and so on, but they're still ranked so well and have performed so well statistically defensively. It's almost even more impressive to me that they could be last in 40 or 50 plus yard plays but then they're still first in explosive plays and then they're first and they're not first, but top five and all the other rankings that they're in. That's right. Pretty I, I think it has a lot to do with uh, like a, a 40 or 50 yard play is a very small sample. Yeah. You know, it, it's a rare occurrence. So like, yeah. yeah, they could have four or five of those, but if you're not giving up 15 yard plays, which are a lot more consistent, right. Uh, that's probably the reason behind it. And they were, they were terrible at giving up, giving up explosive plays early in the year and they really clamped down kind of around the time that Haskins got benched. I don't, yes. I'm not saying anything <laughs> correlated there. I'm just saying like, no, that's no, 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 no. You're going to get killed for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. That. And I, I mean, it's, it's also crazy that, you know, curl the seventh round rookie and even, and then Reeves slash Everett are playing better than maybe not Apke, but Collins, you know, and just, but that's interesting. Thank you for pointing that out. Also, also, we now know that Dwayne Haskins had something to do with that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's go around and just, we can just, just ping pong off of each other. Uh, Washington wins if, um, and I'm going to start. Uh, actually, the first thing I want to say was I was, I was surprised also, Nate, that they're, they're, averaging over 100 about 121 yards rushing that was surprising to me i didn't think the seahawks were doing that well running the ball so thank you for pointing that out um okay washington wins if they i'm gonna 
I don't want to put a number on sacks because it's not it's not about the sacks, but it's just about consistent pressure. And, you know, there are ways that that is quantified. Um, uh, Washington is up at the top in terms of their pressure rate, right, per passing downs, per pressure rate per place. So just consistent pressure. If, if Russell Wilson is consistently under pressure and, you know, pressure when you see it, then I would say Washington wins if that happens. Um, you can go ahead, Tay. So would you say that Seattle's offense is better than Pittsburgh's? Big time. Big, Big time. time. Yep. So uh, my thinking is with how quick Big Ben was able to get the ball out, we still got a lot of pressure. Seattle kind of holds the ball a little bit longer and, form, and, and you know, letting the plays get, get – you know, obviously you got DK running go routes and the nine and the hitches and stuff like that. Some of those, I don't think they get the ball out as quick as Pittsburgh does. So I think, you know, when it comes to pressure, like you said, Todd, I think that's huge because I think they will be able to get a lot of sacks this game. And obviously it comes down to tackling West, um, not Westbrook. I'm, I'm a Wizards fan too. So I think about <laughs> Russell, they play tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I think it comes down to tackling. They they win if they tackle him and they're just the physical team, the most physical team. You got to be physical with DK. You got to be physical with uh, Wilson. And you're just going to have to be physical on the defensive end. Okay. Nate? Yeah, I think there's two sides to that coin. And I think you nailed it with the Steelers. Um, but the other thing is Wilson can buy a lot more time with his feet. Right. So – so he, yeah, they were going to generate pressure, but he's just a guy who's a magician back there as far as getting away. Um, I would say the key is you have to keep the game close. If it gets out of hand and you're down by what the spread thinks, which is like a touchdown, basically, it's so hard to play from behind with, with a second-year quarterback and the offense that's struggling. You can't – you have to throw the ball on every down, and we're bad at throwing the ball. So, I mean, it's right. – it's a recipe for disaster potentially, but if you keep it really close, I, I could see it kind of going in our favor. And what I'm hoping is Seattle will revert to what they used to do, which is just run the ball on first and second down for no reason, like take the ball to your best player's hand. And I know Pete Carroll is like itching to get back to that because he wants to sabotage the season. And I think he might do it this week. He's <laughs> just going to run the ball and get three yards, four yards. And if you can do that, and what that does is they don't score as much when you run the ball. more. Mm -hmm. So I think you can keep right. it close and, you know, maybe hope for a miracle. We get another defensive touchdown or something. We just keep it close and maybe pull out a win in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay. I like that one. Um, uh, I'm going to go Washington wins. If let's put, let's put a number on, let's say if Dwayne Haskins has no turnovers and mm, that's not enough because <laughs> you can have no turnovers for other reasons. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I'm going to say if Dwayne Haskins has no turnovers and if he's thrown two touchdowns by halftime, I'm going to get real specific with it. No turnovers. And now, now, I wouldn't count on this happening, but I'm saying if it happens, I'm saying if that happens, then Washington is, is winning that game because he's starting off strong. He's not turning the ball over, and then all he'll have to do is finish strong. Easier said than done. Tay? Okay, Washington wins if, one, they have a, a lead at half, yeah. or two, if they are 
losing by under six. I believe every game that I've watched, for the most part, if they're either leading a half or they're down by a little bit, you know, depending on the opponent, they're able to make that up in the second half because we are a second half team. And as long as we're not down by too much in the first half, I I really believe we can win the game um, in the second half like we've done with the previous games or, you know, like how we've come back against Philly or how we came back against um, Cleveland and stuff like that. We got to keep it close. Your point. We, if, point. If, if we're going to win, we have to either have a lead at half or we have to be down by no more than seven. I think, I think Tay nailed it. If, if you win the turnover battle and you lead at halftime, you win the game over 80% of the time. That's mm. a fact. That's win-loss record going back right. 30 years. Oh. Um, and that's a simple formula and everything. But in order to do that, y- you have to be aggressive early and on offense. Yeah. You can't just sit back and run the ball on first and second down <laughs> and, you know, right. settle for <laughs> field goals. You have to be aggressive. But, you know, the catch-22 is if you're too aggressive, you'll turn <laughs> over the ball. Turn the ball over, right. Is that your is, – is aggressiveness your, your wins if, if they're aggressive? It's like, if you're too aggressive, I'm worried, but I don't right. know, man, with, with Haskins, it's kind of interesting. Like he, there, there was a tweet about this today. I was on Twitter too much today, obviously. But there was a <laughs> tweet too much they were talking day. about, someone compared him to Jameis Winston. And, and I think hmm. like, I don't really see that comp. In I a think lot I, of ways. I, I may have seen that also. But I, I think what I think of, and I agree with this, just this part, like Winston is a great intermediate passer, like yeah. yards going like, 15 to 20 yards. I don't mean deep passes or short passes. I mean, intermediate. And if you look like last year, that's where Haskins, he had like the same completion percentage from 10 to 15 yards as he did short. He's, he's a terrible short passer. I mean, he, I don't know what it is because he has such a good arm, but like intermediate, like digs and curls way down the field or even like post and corners, like that is where he's at his best. But yeah. you have to make it simple for him, like you guys were talking about before. So I don't know exactly how they do that, but I think that might be a recipe. Okay. Um, yeah, I, um, I, you made a great point also, Tay, when you said, you know, if they're – if okay, so when I said two touchdowns and no turnovers, in my mind I was thinking leading. I didn't say that out loud, but my inference was that they would be leading <laughs> ideally in that situation. But you made a good point when you all said that they're not down by more than a touchdown. I mean, I guess, you know, Dwayne had his – obviously his struggles and his reasons why he got benched. But, I mean, to the offense's credit, to his and the offense credit as a whole, week one they did come back from a 17 nothing deficit. And week three against the Browns, they came back from that deficit to obviously then lose it again. So – I was about to ask you, Tay, well, with Dwayne starting, you know, the comebacks we've seen, the resurgences in the second half, is that more, you know, do we feel differently about that if Alex isn't playing? I mean, Dwayne, I guess, has has shown an ability to do that. Uh, the Eagles game, you had those interceptions that helped put you in good spots. And the Cardinals game kind of counts because you still got – you lost by 14 in the end um, or whatever it was, but – I he guess came back against Detroit last year, I guess, if you can count that. He did. He did come back against Detroit. Yeah. So and that was another argument I had. Um, obviously, we look, the gravity of the situation is totally different. But if if you want to look at it, Dwayne played his best football in December. <laughs> he played his best football <laughs> in week 15, too. A <laughs> <laughs> so, year ago, exactly. You know, so, so hey, I mean, you never know. <laughs> you do never know. Um, okay, so let's 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 see if we got any more of these. Um, 
I'm going to say Washington wins if, and maybe this is a no brainer, but if, if they are able to have a lead going into the fourth quarter and if the fourth quarter can work out in the, to basically where the Seahawks have to throw the ball and kind of like what you were saying, Nate, that's when the chase youngs and the sweats and the pains and the Allens can, can rush. And then obviously I think, well, actually I'll make that my next wins if, but they can rush, but it'll be about, it'll be not just about getting pressure, but about Russell Wilson continuing to have to go backwards. Cause if you get good pressure, but then he's able to step up or left or right, then you might give up a touchdown. But if he has to keep going back, that's when the sacks or the throwaways, maybe the really bad sacks come because he doesn't throw it away. So if they can go to the fourth quarter and be up and then, you know, have a drive, maybe they punt it, but the Seahawks are down and they start pressing and throwing the ball. Maybe then you can get that pressure and, and, and get something going there. Um, Tay. I got one more. They win if they can contain Jamal Adams. Man, that dude. <laughs> he has more uh, sacks than everyone. It's crazy. Defensive line. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. That dude is like, like you got to be aware of him. Like, come on. You do. You know, you do. At all times. You, you know, Haskins is going to have to be aware. He's going to sack Dwayne Haskins if he oh, plays on Sunday. <laughs> three times. <laughs> He's just going to. I mean, think how efficient he is because he doesn't do it that much. Right. I mean, he's insane. He gets, he gets a sack like every time. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's something the defensive coordinator or the offensive coordinator is going to plan for. Like when he's near the line, you know, like, okay, we have to slide protection. We have to watch yeah. this guy. Yeah, he's that's coming. when their, their D coordinator like runs him into the flat or he runs like, you know, a, a, a robber or something like that. Yeah. So it's a chess match. Definitely. So that's what I'm saying. If Dwayne's going to have to look out for him, I, I, I <laughs> I just have see, nightmares see, of Jamal Adams right now. And and that's the area to me where just strictly experience plays a big factor between Alex and Dwayne where, you know, we've seen those situations where, you know, you're just, you're just missing a call or missing a protection or, or, you know, it's hot, but you don't throw it hot, you know, little things like that. Um, not that Alex is perfect. Cause he's, he's not, but uh, go ahead, Nate, if you got another one. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's like that third and goal that everyone's been talking about today. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. You knew that play and it's like, there's some subjectivity there. You know, it's, it's third and goal from, I think from the three yard line from the three and we don't know what his reads are, I guess. We don't, but we but... can see Steve Sims is wide open. You can yeah. see the blitz coming and it, Sims has the fastest route. And when you, whoever has the fastest breaking route is usually the hot read. Right. Um, and that's, you have to throw with anticipation. Like, yeah, guys are bearing down on him, but at least make the throw. If you miss, it's okay, but at least you made the right read. And right, I right, think right. Haskins needs like a perfect situation. He needs a clean pocket. And even then, who knows how accurate he's going to be. And that's yeah. too, but I mean, our line's been much better. I feel like it. No, I agree. The offensive line has, has been probably the surprise of the year. You know, once Schweitzer, not Schweitzer, once Martin kind of got out of there and then, and then you got, you got, Lucas and Schweitzer who have you have improved um compared to the original Christian and Martin um what is your confidence level of him make if he makes the pass completing it if he if you mean if he throws the ball of, if he throws that to Sims, of it being like, accurate yes I'm gonna give him some credit I'm gonna say a 10 I think he's making that one I you know think, he, he's missed Sims a couple times on that he, row he he has and and honestly he's missed throwing <laughs> left like that but I think since he was so wide open and he doesn't feel the pressure to have to throw it to a perfect spot because there's not a defender right on his back, he can be oh, yeah. inaccurate but still be good. I'm going to give him a 10 there. I don't know about you, Nate. 
Dude, he could have Philip Rivered that ball. He could have lobbed it way up in the he air. He all he had to do is plant his feet. Like Flipping Rivers it. can't move around at all in the pocket, but like dude will plant his feet and rip the ball. Yes, he will. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. He's got like nine or ten kids, and he still doesn't care. He'll get. <laughs> he does have like nine or ten kids. Yeah. Um. Okay. So and I and I and I I want to I want to continue this conversation. My last kind of wins if I, I can't really quantify it. I'm gonna just say. Really, if Washington wins, if their secondary, I think, has their best game of the year, I think that, I think that you could maybe argue the Cardinals at the time in Week Two, maybe. Um, since then, this is the most talented quarterback and receiver group that they're playing, that they've played since, let's say, we'll say Week Two, but maybe all year. Yeah. And and as much as you can say it comes down to the pass rush, which it does, but I think this one also really comes down to the secondary. Because you know that Russell Wilson is going to have those opportunities to extend the play. You know, I mean, not we can, they have to perform well within the, the design of the play. That's a given in, in every play. But I'm talking about holding up down the field. You know they like to take shots down the field. They've got some of the best weapons for taking shots down the field. So I think that as much as, as, much as we always put these games on the defensive line, I think that this game, the secondary really has to hold up to give the line time when usually we're saying let's get home before the quarterback has time. I think it's kind of the other way around here. The secondary has to Russell what force Russell Wilson to hold it long enough for the defensive line to get there. Does that, that make sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, does anyone have any other more, any, any more kind of like covered sex? You said you don't like them. No, I said kind of like, kind of like covered sex, but they're like unique to, I feel like they're unique to Russell Wilson Yeah. because yeah. they're, they're the, they're the, the play is over but it's still going right. So let's not let DK Metcalf know he's run his route. He's done. If he's taken off now down the field, let's go with him. You know, or like just that level, you know, just the scramble drill plays kind of. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of once in a while rushing five. So yeah. when you rush five, like the lanes kind of narrow and it makes it harder for him to escape and easier to clap, right. collapse the pocket, but also you create one-on-one chances for yeah. your best pass rushers to beat a Seattle lineman. Mm. Which, which is a, an advantage Washington. <laughs> um, and I meant to, I meant to, I meant to say a, your comment about DK one-on-one that's I'm, like, that's gotta be like, like Jack Del Rio has to be sitting somewhere right now saying we can't cover this man one-on-one. So let's not, you know, like, I, I hope that's what he's sitting in a room saying, don't just <laughs> let Fuller or Darby be one-on-one downfield with, with uh, DK yeah. Metcalf. <laughs> DK is amazing, man. It really is like you, we're so spoiled by how good these young receivers are. Like it's not supposed crazy. to be this way. It's crazy. I mean, the last two years, it's just been nuts. Like, it has. like DK's having a historic year as far as second year receivers. Yeah. Like McMorrin and AJ Brown are all just crushing. And then this year you have like an insane rookie class. And I'm just right. so jealous because like I wish we had more skill position players that were <laughs> yeah. young. Yeah. Me. And it's crazy yeah. to think that they could have had DK and Terry, right? Oh. Or insane. Um and, and I'm not personally one to get into the DK versus Terry versus AJ debate because it doesn't really matter to me. They're all really good, and I like all of them. So personally, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Now, the one thing I'll say for Terry is he's been the one who's dealt with like 15 quarterbacks, yeah. and they're all worse than the quarterbacks <laughs> that DK and, uh, and that AJ have had. Um, okay, so let's move forward now. Let's just, let's just go ahead with our predictions for this Seahawks game. They were my pick at the beginning of the year, Nate. Uh, they were my... Washington isn't supposed to win this game, but will win this game. Wow. Um, I, I just, I think the Seahawks have always kind of been 
a, a different team on the road or on lots of situations. They're just, they're not, they're not as in sync on the East coast or on the road as they are at home. You know, their, their record at home has been so phenomenal, but um, you know, that was different. Those were different times and that, you know, that Alex Smith was starting and then Dwayne got benched and now Dwayne's back in. And so I'm trying to decide if I want to reevaluate that prediction or if I should stand by it. But I'm not going to be a, a, a coward. I'm going to stand by it. I'm just I'm going to just go ahead and say Washington's going to win another one that that they you know people would say that they they shouldn't win or they're not picking them to win. But I'm going to go with a like a 21 to 19, like one of those weird scores, something weird like that. And and maybe you know talked about the pressure on Russell Wilson that playing a big factor, getting a turnover, an interception or two, maybe scoring on one of those, and and then the offense doing just enough. So I'm standing by my original prediction. Go ahead, Tay. Four game win streak. Have we given up more than seventeen? Steelers with seventeen, fifteen, um, nine, and no, they haven't. I'm gonna give them. It's, I feel like it's gonna be like a. I, but I this is put, by far the best offense they faced in that stretch, too. No, I wouldn't say by by, by far. <laughs> I'd say by far. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say I think it's going to come down to Hopkins, and I don't want that. Oh, really? Oh, man. But I, I can yeah. see like I can see like a 2017, and, and I don't – it's going to have to be a – I hope it's not this, but like a, a Dwayne Haskins have to get us in field goal position kind of drive. <gasps> Game-winning field goal drive. Game-winning field goal I'd be very interested to see that. Uh, go ahead, Nate. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Actually, what I'm going to say is I'd be very – that could be great and so terrible for so many reasons because yes. you could lead them yeah. on a game-winning field goal drive and they win and suddenly he's the savior. But anyway, go ahead, Nate. Yeah. I mean, we we had an easy pass schedule to start the year. People, like, don't care about strength of schedule. I hear that argument a lot, but uh, it, it means something a lot of times. Yeah, um, definitely. Think about our wins. We've beaten Dalton, Danucci. Brandon Allen, you know, Wentz. Right, right. A smorgasbord of bad quarterbacks. Like, I don't where, – where's the quality win in there? It's like Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, like, there aren't that many. Um, yeah. So so I think this game will be uh, closer than people think. Like, the spread, they're going to say six points or something like that. I think it's going to be, like, you know, 28 to 24 Seattle. You know, some, something, yeah, yeah. something like that. You're not going to slow them down altogether, but you can make it hard for them. And, you know, we'll probably score some points off of turnovers or something like that. But, yeah, I just don't have, a, you know, I'm always going to go with the better passing attack. And it's Seattle by a mile. Yeah, that's a good point. I was I would usually be picking Seattle, but I'm standing by what I said. And, and, and I'm trying to see if I can if I can trick the powers that be, because usually if I pick them to win, you know, I expect them to lose. But if I'm picking them to win for other reasons, maybe the supernatural powers that decide these things will be confused. You know, the superstitious sort of stuff. Am I right, Tay? Yes. You're right. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, right. My, my thing is, this, if, if Haskins wins this game, does he start next week? I was actually, I wanted to ask that. And, and when, when, you, okay, when you say wins the game, I assume you mean has like a really good performance too. I would say a uh, meh. Okay. So here's my, okay. So my question was going to be if, if Dwayne has like a, remember when Kirk Cousins came in 2012 when RG3 was hurt and beat the Browns? What if Dwayne Haskins has like a 330 yard, four touchdown, one or zero interception, like complete outlier performance? 
So I don't know which one we should go with. Nate, which which question should we go with? Mine or Taze, you choose. Let's just do uh, like a, a pseudo of both of your questions. <laughs> um, that, that's a that's a tough one though. Like I, we were talking about in the FPC chat with some of my buddies, uh, George and Redskin Rant, and a few just random people in the chat, and we were yeah. talking about this. And like he uh, Rant, he had a great question. He asked like what, and he tweeted about it. He asked like yes. what what would it take for Washington to consider Haskins as their starting quarterback next year? And I said, like, oh. he would have to have three or four of these outlier performances, including a playoff win for them to consider it. Consider that's consider it. Consider, it. yeah. Well, that's where I'm at. Like, he – I don't think there's much he could do that would convince me that I'm confident in him next year. I mean, you just don't see, like, third-year quarterbacks jump. You you have, mm-hmm, like, yeah. outliers, like – like Josh Allen, Josh Allen, like, the, uh, and you, you have to listen to the podcast about uh, Josh Allen on the athletic. There's a great, it just came out like yesterday and it mm-hmm. talks about all the stuff he did to like change everything and everything that the coordinator did to kind of build it around his strengths. But it almost never happens. Like if you don't produce at a young age, both in college and in the pros, usually you flame out. That's kind of just how it goes, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, I, I hope he has a bunch of outlier performances and crushes. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, Yes. So, and that's, that's what I've been saying since he got benched was if he gets another chance to play, he has to play at a level so high above what we've seen, you know, like the the leash has become so short that he would have to have those outlier games. Essentially he would have to play at such a high level to undo, not to undo, but to kind of flip the script. It's almost like if you start at zero and you go negative, you have to do double to get above because if he goes, if he does what he's been doing or, or does slightly better, he gets back to zero, mm-hmm. then we're still at zero. He'd have to go double. And so that's where I'm at. So I'd say to answer your question, if Alex Smith is fully healthy, I think I'm putting Alex back in there. All right. In week 16. Yeah. What, what are you doing? It just depends on the health. But I think, <laughs> I think with Smith or not with Smith um, against Carolina, I think we'll win that game. Yeah, yeah. They're a tough so, team, but but I, I, I could see the defense giving them some real trouble. So do you rest, do you and, rest make sure, and make sure he's 100% for Philly? You're, this is under the assumption they win against Seattle, right? Right. Mm, I, well, I think then that becomes a possibility because if they beat Seattle, them winning the division, and especially considering the Browns with maybe Colt McCoy playing – I mean, the Giants are made with Colt McCoy maybe playing the Browns. Eagles play the Cardinals, which is a tough – you know, could go either way, but Cardinals yeah, are better. They, I think they, uh, 538 has them at about 74% probability of winning the division right now. So if they yeah. won again, I mean, that's, that's yeah. got to go up to like 90 something. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe you don't have to worry about that, but yeah. I think that the coaching staff is going to go back to Alex. Like it's, I think, it's so. pretty I think they just they, trust they, him so much. Yeah. I mean, like he's performing and you have to, he's been really volatile. Like, uh, at first he wasn't like, he was playing kind of above what I thought he would, but I mean, the last two games he's kind of up and down his his mm. touchdown rate is way lower than his career average and the nfl average his interception rate is his way higher than career way average yeah. and the nfl average which is uh, usually like regression right positive right. regression in both ways so he should be throwing more touchdowns and less interceptions but uh you know it's just a few games tiny sample who knows what will actually happen yeah and with that, I'm just sick of having these conversations about all these different quarterbacks in Washington. <laughs> I'd love to just have one quarterback to just talk about and just trust. And anyway, um, okay, so there's there's two last things I want to touch on. Does, does anyone have anything else to add reg- in regards to the Seahawks game and beating the Seahawks or losing to the Seahawks? 
No, I just think if we win this game, I I think it pretty much solidifies, like Nate just said, the probability goes up. I think this I game is huge. Um, I don't want to go into Philly week 17, week 16, week 17. Week 17. And, and have to do a play-in game on the road against a Philly team that's probably going to be motivated. I don't know if they'll be eliminated. That game against the Cowboys in week 16 is huge for them because the winner – the loser is pretty much out. It's like done, done. It's yeah. done. Hey, Tay, you know what's going to have to happen? If we win this game against Seattle, you're going to have to go get engaged every single week <laughs> we're playing. Yeah. So you need to pony up the money. The same girl, obviously, because you love right, her. Right, Talk right. about superstitions. Three engagement rings. Like we can start a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're in Carolina. We're in Carolina. <laughs> hey, yeah. dude, fans are crazy enough. They will They will do it. They will pay. They will contribute to the they're GoFundMe. That, they're that much in love. Get her a, you get her a, an, an incredible ring. <laughs> yeah, Tay, no, uh, you said you don't want, you know, a win and end in week 17. But honestly, I think it's more possible than – then maybe people would just think, um, and this is a tweet I have fully typed up, but haven't tweeted. If the Eagles win their next two at Arizona, at Dallas, Washington goes one and one in the next two versus Seattle versus Carolina and the Giants drop their next two versus Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, then week 17 would be a win and in for Washington and Philly. See, I don't want that. And, and, and to me, again, two wins for the Eagles. I think they could beat the Cardinals. I'm not saying they will, mm-hmm. but I think they could. And yeah, I think I mean- they yeah, the Cardinals like, played bad against the Giants. I don't. I don't know if you guys watched that. game. I was watching yeah, it. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah they, they, they. I know the score indicates one thing. They didn't play that well. No, they didn't. But Cardinals ever since that injury with Kyler, his play has been, gone down. It has. That's it has. kind of the thing with quarterbacks. Like you need torque in your arm to throw the ball. That's why I'm worried about 37 year old Alex Smith. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they, exactly. That's a good point. And then you got the you know Jalen Hurts and just sometimes backup quarterbacks come in and they just kind of revive things for a bit. So. I think the Eagles winning their next two, especially against Dallas, is not crazy. Um, I think that us going one and one is not crazy. You know, hopefully not, but I think it's possible. And then the Giants dropping their next two also isn't crazy to me either. Cleveland and Baltimore, I think I see them dropping those next two, no matter what happened against Seattle. I, I just so th- there you go, Tay. There's your one and end that you don't. So pretty want. much, so pretty much, pretty much. If Cowboys lose, Eagles lose this week. If everyone loses, they're eliminated. This week, yeah, uh, except for the Giants. Because yes, the Cowboys have a one percent chance. So if they win out and everyone else loses out, they could do it. That's what. Yeah, I, I I tweeted out all the the paths last night at like midnight. But the Cowboys basically, like you said, need to win three. Yeah, but the Giants, Washington. they can lose what two more? The Giant and and win the division. Yeah, they one could more. win it at six and ten theoretically. Yeah, it's possible since they have the tiebreaker, they could lose their next two. Or they could win. They could go one and two. Washington could lose their next three. Philly would have to finish six. So and they're nine. five and eight. They're five and eight. Yeah. You see, what I'm saying they can lose this one and then win the next, the next two. But we have to win. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I said this one is huge because I I think we can steal that Carolina game. Um, yeah. Not steal it, but I think we can win that Carolina game if we can if we can beat the Seattle team. I think that sets us up perfectly to clinch. Right, maybe. Yeah, possibly. if if they beat Seattle and, and the Panthers, they've probably won the division. Like, yeah, I think I think like actually clinch the division. Okay, probably. Um, and, and again, especially if they are the only NFC's team to win this week. So, all right. all right. So Dominique Foxworth on ESPN said that he thinks that Washington's Super Bowl window opens up next year. That that they need to get their quarterback essentially, or they need a quarterback 
to probably really maximize, but under that assumption, that's kind of their window because of the defense. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about. I don't really like to hear Dominique Foxworth talk much, but I like what he said this time. Uh, either one of you could go ahead. Just what are your thoughts? Do you agree with that? Or Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I don't watch a lot of ESPN or NFL Network. Yeah, I wasn't I watching all. it. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's very like surface level analysis. So I, I try to stay away from it. But, but what I would say is like a, a lot of fans, like old school fans, especially they want to build this superpower defense and, and like, and, and like have a contention window that way. And I yeah. understand that. And I, I want to have an awesome defense too. But what you need to understand about defense is there's so much volatility week to week and, and year to year, it's not predictive. Every team that has this great defense, they regress the next year. So you have a small yeah. contention window as long as you don't have a good offense. Right. Every, offense is the driver and if who's driving the wheel it's the quarterback so if you have a good quarterback you extend your contention window so this season is all about finding that quarterback it's not alex smith it's not anyone. Dwayne haskins it's not anyone on the roster no. except kyle allen maybe or logan thomas i don't know but <laughs> I, like my thing right now what, what i've been thinking and I, i've been studying the draft a lot because like i play in all like ungodly amount of dynasty leagues it's, it's okay okay i have like nine of them they're like 30 man rosters like it's it's insane <laughs> like i'm insane. excited about picking up colt mccoy in the league i'm not kidding wow um, yeah but anyway anyway like th there's gonna be five quarterbacks taken in the, in the first round probably yeah yeah maybe six so uh, we gotta i want to trade up that's where i'm at right now and i know Nate, like I that's anti-analytical like usually but it's all about the deal right and it is. i feel like that's that's our best option outside. You know, I've heard Stafford. I've heard Dak. I like those options too, but a quarterback, it's cheap if you draft him. So that's kind of where I'm at. But uh, I want to have a good defense. I don't want to say I don't like defense. I'm right, just saying, right. You know what I mean? Like I want to oh, have yeah. the biggest contention window possible. Nate, we are, we are, you can't, people can't see this, but we are like this. Yeah. And I'm doing the fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever people call it. I'm crossing my fingers and basically that's where we're at, Nate. Um, so I'm going to circle back to that after Tay talks about Super Bowl window. Uh, you know, I agree. I'm, I'm a big believer in uh, Sam Darnold. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I was about to say, Tay, we have, you've never mentioned this to me before. <laughs> yeah, wow. No, I'm just... <laughs> if we're going to get Sam Darnold, we might as well have Logan Thomas. Exactly, story. right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a, I, I think you have to trade up. And I think we're that close as far as um, cap space. Mm -hmm. I think we're able to buy a few positions. And, Definitely. Um, I'm willing to mortgage the future, a little bit of the future first-round picks because, I mean, what? we got to pay some guys coming up here. And, some guys um, on defense. <laughs> on on defense. Yes, yeah. and Terry. That's first-round value, you know. So right. um, I wouldn't mind giving up three firsts, honestly, to, to get the quarterback of the future. I tweeted that today. I would trade three first for Deshaun Watson. And some guy responded to me. He's like, that's too much to get. I'm like, you, a 25-year-old franchise quarterback yeah. and it's one of probably really the six best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, wow. I would do that. He, and he's having a great year this year. And he's having a, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And, like, and that's that's Deshaun Watson. Like, yeah. A quarterback is a total, like, you don't know, Zach Wilson or, or Lance. Lance. And let's just throw out, like, Fields and Lawrence. They're done. They're, 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 they're going done. to Jacksonville. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a wrap. I, you know, I, uh, it's funny because I saw some of the replies to that Watson, like, oh, okay. And, but the funny thing to me about that trade scenario for Watson with a picture is the first round pick, 
Landon Collins and Ryan Anderson. Yeah, because they want to trade for them. Like, who wants to trade for <laughs> Now, them? look, maybe if Bill O'Brien was still there, yeah. you might be able to get away with that one. That was kind of funny to me. Like, would you do this trade? And it's like, I mean, absolutely. But, absolutely. but this isn't, you know. Uh, Madden, Madden wouldn't even accept Madden that. Madden would red. You're in the red. Yeah, you're in the you're red. You're all the way in the red. Um, and, and Landon Collins is much better player in Madden than in real life this year. Uh, okay, so. The Super Bowl window thing, I mean, just like you guys said, if they don't handle the quarterback situation this year, then it's closed. Like if it's if it's coming open this year, if if you go into 2021 and you're at the same spot with quarterback, it's closed right back. Maybe the playoff window will be open next year, but not the Super Bowl window. Mm-hmm. I think the Super Bowl window can be open. And if, if you can get maybe even just a top 15 quarterback, now that's not what I want. That's not what I want. I want a top 10, top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think with the top 15, Maybe that window was open, like a Matt Ryan who took the Falcons. Now that wasn't on the back of a great defense, but that was more of an offense. But I'm just saying, Kyle Shanahan, baby, <laughs> right? Kyle Shanahan, exactly, exactly. But just you know, he, a quarterback who's capable of at times playing at an MVP level. Um, so yeah, basically, I just I agree. But it to me like that, it's all it's all about getting that quarterback settled. And I said this, Nate, and 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 so lately I haven't talked about quarterback much on Twitter in terms of acquiring in the future. That's really just because I'm going to save it all for when the season is over. Cause you know, then I won't have much else to talk about. So I'm going to save it all for then. Um, but I tweeted it today. I did say that this off season getting that quarterback is as important as it's been in 20 years. It's more important than it's been in 20 years because this will be the best situation that any quarterback will have been dropped in and the best potential. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm all for trading up. I'm, I, I want that actually more than Matthew Stafford, more than Sam Darnold, uh, maybe more than Dak. I want to, I would prefer a trade up. I prefer a young, cheap quarterback. Um, I would take Dak. That'd be great. Matthew Stafford, uh, he'd be the best out of the 33 year old quarterbacks, but he'd still be 33. It's good, 33. So I'm cool with the trade up. So we're all basically we're on the same, not just the same page or the same paragraph or the same line. We're on the same word of the book. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, so, okay. I mean, and honestly, I feel like I I could talk about that all day. That's okay. So let's just talk about it for a minute. And then I have one last question (laughs) I want to pose to you guys. Uh, So Nate, so you, you said you'd like for them to trade up in the draft. Who is your guy you wanted them to trade up? Do you have, I guess it's really between Wilson and Lance, right? Yeah, pretty much Wilson and Lance. I really like Mac Jones too, but I don't think you'd have to trade up for him. Oh no, yeah, but, probably not. Okay, uh, yeah. you could. I, I will. I will say too. Like I, I listened to uh, Ray Garvin. He's like a big like Devi fantasy guy. He kind of looks at the future, and he he's great. You should follow him. Okay, uh, but uh, he he talked about the twenty twenty two class. And it's supposed to be like, I say this about everything, but it's like, man, the 2022 class is really good for quarterback too. <laughs> right. So if it just so happens that we have a bridge quarterback for one more year, it's not, it, I wouldn't be happy, but it's not the worst it's case the scenario. Worst the worst case scenario is we don't upgrade all the skill positions because that is like, it's a bottom five unit. And like, I'll argue with anyone on Twitter all day about it. And mm-hmm. you can, you can tell me about like all these undrafted receivers and all these six round picks, but you have to invest talent and money into receiver and tight end. Not yeah. running back. I don't care about running back, but the <laughs> wide receiver and tight end, you have to do something. So, yeah. and this, this draft is awesome for receivers. It's one of the best ones you could get yeah. and tight end, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Okay. Um, so someone asked this question on, on YouTube and I kind of wanted to just get both of your 
thoughts on it. I'm going to reply to it, and I'm also going to say you can listen to it. Uh, let me find it real quick. Oh, okay. So based off what you've seen so far from Haskins, do you think the areas he lacks are able to be developed into franchise QB material, or does he just lack awareness, vision, accuracy, et cetera, that can't truly be taught and developed to the level he needs to be a franchise QB? Um, I can go first or, or if someone, if someone else wants to go first, uh, I'm going to go first. And I'm, if I have to answer yes or no, that's what we're going to do. You have to say yes or no first, and then explain your answer. Uh, do you think the areas he lacks are able to be developed? I'm going to, I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm going to say no, based on what I've seen now, are they like, like, I, and I'm saying this, I guess I'll, I'll try to just stay short, but just based on what we've seen, we haven't seen really much progression at all from last year to go into this year in terms of his ability to diagnose the defense. Like I said, um, especially once the, you know, the, the, the best, the easy read or whatever the first read or whatever may be the design of play starts to be thrown off some. And then the accuracy is more of the concern to me because you can read the play. If you can read the play great, but you can't get the ball to your guy. Not only is that a problem, but you often don't see quarterbacks who struggle with accuracy really improve it dramatically. That's typically not something that you tend to see. Um, and, and for Dwayne, it's not just about sailing the ball over guys five feet in the air or past them. It's ball placement. You know, it's putting it instead of putting it right on their numbers, putting it just behind or just in front of. Um, and I think the Steven Sims drop is an example of that. Like Sims has to catch that. Sure. But that ball should be in a better spot. And he wasn't under pressure. There's no reason for that. So kind of in, in, in the Dwayne, uh, the almost interception. So uh, my short answer would be no. When we're talking about franchise could be material, maybe starter level probably maybe backup level, but franchise QB uh, based on what I've seen, I'm going to say, no, I don't think they can improve to the level to be that. Um, Tay, do you want to go ahead? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to touch on this much, but I'm going to say no as well, but I mean, anything is possible and um, we'll see this week. He's going to have the opportunity this week. So um, granted when Smith came in um, as a backup, he struggled against the Rams I mean obviously different situations but um we'll see he gets a full week of work and um I'll be looking this weekend I'm 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 willing to give him one more chance but as of right now from based off of what we've seen I'm going to say no as well Nate yeah so from college to the pros the stat that has the highest like correlation like predictive from college to the pros is is accuracy it's completion percentage over expectation. I won't get into all the nerdy details with that, but uh, that transfers big time. Um, and you're not seeing that. You saw it in college with Dwayne, but in college at Ohio State, yeah. terrific skill position, terrific yeah. play caller, better yeah. team. The windows in college are much bigger. Much bigger. His guys created a lot on their own, which yeah. our guys don't. Yeah. Um, and you, what you see a lot of times with quarterbacks, really quick, is their issues in college manifest in the pros and they're amplified it's so like, like um it's like, like if you're it's like yeah, if you're dating yeah. someone if you're dating like, someone you have problems and you get married <laughs> yes yeah. 
it's like Drew Drew Locke. It's like, man, he's he has an arm, but he's so erratic. And then what do you see in the pros? He's even more erratic. Right. And Haskins is the same way. What did they say? He folds under pressure. He has skittish feet sometimes in the pocket because he's not used to getting pressured because it's Ohio State. Right. And sure enough, he he it's like he's never been pressured before. He has no pocket awareness. Right. So you see a lot of those traits manifest, and and that's why I I, I can't see it. I just you have to be somewhat successful in your first two years. And I understand he has a terrible situation, yeah. but you can't just make, you can't make excuses. Like it's a, what have you done for me lately league? And that's the way it goes. And I, I don't, I don't care about sunken costs. Like I'll give up a first. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm going to be aggressive over. at quarterback right. all day, every season until I get it right. Yeah. That's I awesome. Seriously, please. Yeah. You got to keep trying to get it right. The Browns, I mean, you know, and it's like you kind of look at the Rams and Jared Goff, but they traded up 15 spots. It's just the amount of investment always is going to correlate with the amount of time allowed to let a player develop, you know, but Dwayne was a 15th pick from a previous regime. So, um, and then, I mean, one other thing with Dwayne and, and it, you know, you don't have to have, be a quarterback who can want to evade the rush, extend the play and create the play to be very good. You don't have to be, but the inability to, to really do that at all, which this year we've seen. And last year we saw something different, which is really weird. Like it wasn't great by any means, but he at least showed some ability to do it. And then he lost weight and he lost the ability to do it. But for him to be, if you're going to be a pocket passer, if you're going to be a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, a Drew Brees, a Phillip Rivers, then your the skill has to come from the brain. Like you have to be able to get, sit back in the pocket and just diagnose everything so fast or just know where you're going with the ball or know how to read the defense and be able to deliver it on time and accurately. If you're going to be a pocket quarterback. And if you're not, if you're going to be a Deshaun or a Russell or a Mahomes or a Kyler, maybe then you have a bit of leeway where I didn't read that perfectly, but I'm just going to run around until somebody gets open. Yeah. And Dwayne's Dwayne, Dwayne's right in the middle of it. Right. And, and I mean, it was, it's, it was, the, <laughs> It was, it, it, there's really no ability to do it this year that we've seen. I mean, defensive tackles, not getting away from them. Just the, the play is over at that point. It was, it was a play last week that just kind of stuck out to me. It was an RPO. It looked weird, but basically Sims is, Cam Sims is open. It's an RPO and the, the run fake is hard. He keeps the ball and Cam Sims is wide open. And there's a guy running straight in his face, a tackle, a pocket. If you're a pocket passer, then you have to stand there and throw that ball to your wide open receiver. Yeah. If you're if you're a Russell or a Patrick, you can get away from him and you can create. And Dwayne just ended up kind of throwing the ball away. And so those are the type of plays to me where I'm saying those are the ones that tell me no because he is he he is a pocket passer that can't perform like one, and and thinks he can get away from pressure but can't. So those the moment those plays happen, they're dead. So and I then I was rooting for Dwayne and I really wanted him to have a great year and 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 I'm hoping for nothing but the best. But I just we would have seen it by now and we haven't. It's only been, I know it's been four and a half games this year. We would have seen, we would have seen something by now. I don't know if y'all disagree, but. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, do you have anything else to touch on Tay or, or Nate? So. It's a big game. (laughs) It's a big game. game. I feel like we, I feel like we spent one third of the time talking about the big game (laughs) on Sunday and two thirds of the time talking. But either way, if you love football and Washington, I hope you enjoyed it. Nate, thank you so much for joining us. Um, been wanting to have you on for a while and it was great getting to getting to talk to you like this for the first time and just your your expertise is really appreciated so look forward to connecting more in the future for sure 
Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Tay, get ready to get engaged like three more times, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Maybe, maybe seven. Maybe more seven, times. right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe seven, and then for the rest of your life. Making <laughs> me like a Mormon or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, uh, and we'll be back after Week 15 versus the Seahawks. See what happens. You know, the funny thing is, we we talked the whole episode, you know, under the assumption Dwayne is starting. And that means Alex Smith will probably be marching out there on Sunday. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for listening again. This is Todd. And this is Tay. We'll talk to you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.